Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Jason Wright Show. I am your host, Jason Wright. And you know, the, the motto of the Jason Wright Show is to improve always in always. So I thought I would do something a little different today. So normally Tuesdays are reserved for my long form interviews, uh, but I want to do something a little different. So considering the motto of the show is to improve always in always, I thought I would bring to you today a practical application of improvement. So here's the kind of the frame of mind that I want you to jump into. What is something that you know that you know that you know you should be doing today that you're not? And you know that a bill is going to come due in the future. So you know that regret is waiting for you in the future based on your actions today. Now, there are certain categories that this jumps jumps to mind obvious things. Uh, I'm not saving enough money. I have children that are going to eventually be going to college. and I haven't even started their 529 plan. But this can be an entire host of things. And it's, 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 it's amazing how we all know that we're mortal. We all know we were born with a death sentence. And in fact, we all know there are these obvious things that are in the future. We say we can't predict the future. No one has a crystal ball. But there are certain things that you don't need to be able to predict the future, that you don't need a crystal ball to to know that they're absolutely coming, okay? And so I thought today I would take all of us back to childhood, and we would go through an Aesop fable. How about that? So many of you remember the ant and the grasshopper, okay? And the the fable, and you know, the— Aesop, his way of writing was to speak in parables. Another pretty pretty uh, profound leader named Jesus used the parable as well. Great way to illustrate a very deep and meaningful point in a very succinct way. So let's just go through. Here, here's the ant and the grasshopper. One bright day in late autumn, a family of ants were bustling about in the warm sunshine, drying out the grain they had stored up during the summer. When a starving grasshopper his fiddle under his arm, came up and humbly begged for a bite to eat. What? cried the ant in surprise. Haven't you stored anything away for the winter? What in the world were you doing all last summer? I didn't have time to store up any food, whined the grasshopper. I was still busy making music that before I knew it, the summer was gone. The ants shrugged their shoulders in disgust. Making music, were you? they cried. Very well. Now dance. And they turned their backs on the grasshopper. It went on with their work. There is a time for work and a time for play. So I know as a kid growing up, I I remember whenever uh, we read this, I don't know, probably early, early elementary school. And we tend to think of this as, as just applying to money, prudence, stewardship of resources. But who are you not investing love in? What relationships that you're, you're completely taking for granted today that one day will not be a possibility in the future? What about your health? What about the way you're eating, drinking, and treating your body today? That bill will absolutely come due. There's a great story in uh, The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway in which there's two characters talking, and one of them, they're in a... Um, they're over in Spain about to watch the running of the bulls and they're at a bar. And one guy says to another that he's gone bankrupt. And, um, and he said, Oh my gosh, 
how do you how did you go bankrupt? And I'm paraphrasing here, and, he, and basically he says, um, what he said, slowly, then all of a sudden, immediately. You see, what happens is these things build up over time, right? These things that we're not doing that we know we should. Again, you don't have to have a crystal ball to know a lot of what life has waiting for us. But then all of a sudden, when the when the tragedy comes, we look back with this horrible regret that we had 20, 30, 40 years to make sure this catastrophe never happened, that we never stood outside the ant dome clutching our violin because we were playing music and dancing instead of being prudent and saving and doing the right things while the, the others continue on. We don't have to have a crystal ball to know these things, yet we tend to just kind of put off the inevitable results of the future for the impact of the now. What about what you're putting in your brain? You know, one of the single greatest ways to enhance your cognitive abilities in older age is to read and memorize, exercise your brain. Hey, look, here's the thing. I was a guy in in school that hated math, but now if I want to, I can do math problems just for the fun of it. And so it doesn't matter whether I get it right or wrong. I can do it just as an exercise because, after all, your brain needs some push-ups too. And reading is the best form of push-ups for your brain. So in this, with this idea that I'm constantly trying to push forward with the Jason Wright Show of improve all ways in all ways, one of those things, and one of the reasons why I do this, I do it for, for a couple of reasons. One, I, if you've listened to this show at all uh, for any period of time, you know that ultimately my goal is to be the absolute best version of myself for the benefit of my fellow man, for my family, for the community in which I live. Now, granted, I get ancillary benefits because I'm healthier, I feel better, I'm happier, I'm more full of joy. But my goal is to spread that to others. I want people to, if, 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 we, if we come in contact, for them to leave feeling better to have some form of wisdom or knowledge that I've sought out and I can share and that I can learn from them. And I, and I want to have a mind that is fertile to be able to take ideas and, and plant them and expand them in my own life. And so when we're looking at this desire to improve always and always, the, the, the key I want you to take away from this message is do not neglect today what you know is going to be an inevitable downfall in the future. And it's never too late. I know a lot of people get wrapped up in this idea that based on their age that, you know, I don't have a net worth right now. I have no money and I'm 55 years old. What the hell? Why start saving now? Well, here's the deal. If you are in horrible debt at 55, guess what? At 75, which you're, I mean, it's only 20 years down the road, and you're probably going to live to 25 to 75, and 20 years is a long time to start making up some of that lost ground. You literally have a choice today to be 55 with no net worth or to be 75 and still have no net worth, but the bills are going to be more dramatic because, let's face it, health 55, better than health 75. I know this stuff sounds obvious, but look around you. A lot of people, this the, the things I'm saying, they are obvious to all of us. Yet we choose these, these ill 
we take ill-advised self, ill self-advice. So my message today is in this, with this idea of improve always in all ways is to do not, do not sacrifice the later for the pure pleasure of the now. Now, I'm all about being present, being in the moment, enjoy moments. But no, there is a bill coming due. I'm actually doing uh, a lot of research right now on regret and how, you know, the things that people regret most in their lives. I'm going to come on and I'll be talking more about this. I'm going to finally, I'm compiling an, an article. Maybe it'll be a little bit longer and more of an essay on the 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 things that people regret the most. I'll give you a little bit of insight of what I've gotten so far uh, from most people that have responded to little things on social media and through my newsletter, the, the Vitruvian letter. Most people, the, the most common response matches the National Regret Survey, which Daniel Pink led uh, for his book, The Power of Regret, which is this. It is people regretting the bold actions they did not take. They didn't get the degree that they, they didn't pursue a master's degree when they had the chance. They didn't uh, go for the job that they just didn't think they were quite qualified for. It's all about, it's mostly regret about things that they didn't do versus those things that they did. Now, he categorizes the one that we've described today as a foundational regret. People getting down the road and realizing they've had incredible careers, but they end up, you know, they made a lot of money along the way, but they've got nothing to show for it in the end. And that can mean a multitude of different things, right? And it's not just not having the money, but not having the wife and the kids because they worked themselves to the bone at the, at, the, uh, at the sacrifice of everything else, at the expense of all other life. So I hope that today you will take this message and you'll stop to think and just start writing down some things. You know, make a list. What am I sacrificing in the future for the pleasure of today? And what can I do? Small incremental steps to, to correct that. So that's a quick little message for today's podcast. Uh, I'm going to start mixing these in uh, along with the, the interviews. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, no matter what you do, always endeavor to improve always in always. And also please consider going out to jasonrightnow.com. Subscribe to the Vitruvian Letter. For those of you who are current subscribers, as I mentioned in this most recent uh, issue of the newsletter, I will be mailing out a separate survey. I, you know I never like to send you guys an email outside of the, the newsletter. It's why I do, unlike, say, Tim Ferriss, who will send you a message about a new interview he's done, plus his Five Bullet Friday uh, which, not knocking Tim, he's obviously got a pretty good formula down, but I like to keep everything in only one email per week so that I don't jam your inbox. But this will be one of those rare occasions where I would like to send you one separate standalone email, which will be a quick little survey. And just, if you would, share with me some of those things that you have felt regret about so that we can, I want to kind of figure out how I can help people in my own uh, endeavor to eliminate as much regret as humanly possible and get the absolute most out of this life. So jasonrightnow.com, subscribe to the Vitruvian Letter, and also please consider going out to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating. And then, gosh, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you, amazon.com, The Stone Chiseler, my latest book. This is an incredible story. Okay, like not because I wrote it, but because of the influence. It is 
it is inspired by Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. The most famous quote from Viktor Frankl is, he who can't change his circumstances must change himself. That's what this book is about. The Stone Chiseler, it's a, it's a, um, it's a parable, and it's a, it's a quick read. I think you'll really enjoy it. I hope you will check that out. And also, be looking in the next week or so, you can get it on Audible. And don't worry, you don't have to listen to my voice. I hired a professional, so I'm not the one reading it. And um, the, uh, the gentleman who, who did it uh, did a fantastic, uh, Joseph Rosales, I believe is his name, uh, did a fantastic reading uh, of the Stone Chiseler. So please, it's Amazon.com, check it out. Or if you want to wait and download it on Audible, I'd appreciate that. And until we meet again, again, always endeavor to improve. Always and always, I'm Jason and I'm out.